Hello and welcome to the Aid Station. I'm Chris Robb and today really excited to catch up with Kim Ashworth, who's the Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of Ashworth Awards in Massachusetts in America. Kim, great to see you again. Great to see you as well, Chris. Yeah, it's, um, it's been, well, I've lost track of how long it was when we last caught up at uh, European Business of Running in Prague. Um, yeah. Very different world now to what it is, uh, uh, to what it was then. Uh, but right. maybe, you know, we'll, and we'll certainly, we'll talk about that. And, uh, you know, one of the things we'll talk about is that at that stage, you shared with me that you were about to pivot in terms of some equipment that you'd invested in. And, uh, and, and, and that's, uh, that's an amazing story that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But maybe just start with sharing a little bit about your story, please, a bit about your background. Sure, sure. Um, uh Grew up obviously in the in the U.S. Um, I was a distance runner, soccer player, you know, a, a, as a youth. Um, went to school, studied business and marketing, um, and uh, worked in corporate America before I met my husband and my husband Dan Ashworth. And his father actually um, had Ashworth Awards, so. At a certain point in time, um, once we were married and had kids, I decided to join my husband um, in the business. And we've been working together for 15, 16 years now in the business. Um, my father-in-law had passed away, unfortunately, and my husband needed another um, business partner or was going to have to move on to do something different in his life. And so I decided to join him and it was probably one of the best decisions I could have made. Most people say, how, how can you work with your husband and live with your husband at the same time? But we're, we're two very different people, but we're also extremely competitive. We have a lot of the same thoughts without realizing the other one's having the same thought. It works very well. Um, so, you know, his manufacturing background and my business and marketing background um, really work very well together. And we've grown the business in, you know, really the past 15 years and um, been very successful together. The, the company as it was 15, 16 years ago, we're a completely different company today um, in terms of the partnerships that we've made within the industry, partnership sponsorships, and, and really where we've, we've taken the business um, to the small, probably five person business that it was 16 years ago. Um, you know, we have 20 to 30 employees today you know, small business, but, but we're global, you know, with a global perspective really and, and extremely large clients um, like the Boston Marathon, U.S. figure skating, you know, and, and the likes of that and worked with Ironman and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of a, a quick background. I, I still stayed um, and continued to run. Um, this year running virtually will be my 16th Boston Marathon, but I'll be running it virtually in September. Um, so I still am a triathlete as well. My husband is, our daughters are extremely active. We're a very active sports oriented family. So um, the company was, you know, already ingrained in endurance sports, but it, it just was, this was, a, you know, another extension um, of what we do. So we love what we do. We you know, understand what athletes and race directors expect and need at the finish line because we are individuals that are also at that same finish line. Yeah. So we, we look at it from a different perspective. We're not just um, looking to be, a, you know, a manufacturer and seller of medals. We, we understand, you know, what those awards truly mean um, yeah. in a nutshell. Not so. Uh, 
and there right behind you on the wall is 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 your collection your, your boston yes collection. that's my collection of boston um there there's one missing it's still at home and then i'll have another one so i'll have two that i'll be adding in september i just need to get the one off of my lampshade from last year's boston so that's yes, fantastic. yes and, boston. and you know talking about family you were you were sharing you know the current situation obviously COVID hit um, you were saying, and, and we caught up with Dan beforehand, that Dan actually, unbeknownst to him at the time in February, had COVID and, uh, and, and, and had some symptoms and had a test recently to discover that he has the antibodies that go back to there. But, you know, yeah. staff sent home and so on. And it became a real family business. You said your two daughters, who, as you mentioned, are keen runners and very involved in the industry and their boyfriends working to keep the factory going. Tell us a little bit about what life's been like the last few years, the last yeah. few months, please. Right. Uh, it's, it's been um, a constant pivot, being fluid, changing, problem solving. Um, I, you know, I think that's what helps us to be successful. Um, so mid-March is when um, we had the COVID shutdown here in Massachusetts. Um, I mean, all over the U.S., but it was mid-March that um, it was decided in Massachusetts. So um obviously we had to you know have all of our staff work remotely from home um our production team we had to just have them you know be be furloughed per se kept them on staff to do all we could to support them but um couldn't have anybody in the building but we had um a lot of orders that still needed to be finished and completed um because as i I think we had mentioned too, we, in November, we had soft launched um, our 100% steel made in USA line. It's made out of recycled steel. So we had an astronomical, and it, it had been so successful and, and so many individuals were interested in that line. So we had a, a lot of business, a lot of products in house that need to be finished. So with that, we had to send our staff home and our daughters are, um, both in college, one's in grad school and one is in her senior year. So their learning went to online learning and we basically called them and said, we need you to, in between your studies, uh, come and help us run all of the equipment that we had never completely run before. We, we had an understanding of how they were run, but we have a fabulous staff. So as business owners, you're not running the equipment, you have staff that runs that equipment. Um, so the girls came home and um, then their boyfriends as well, they didn't have work or school or whatnot. So we tasked them and said, we need all hands on deck. We need your help. And they thankfully complied and helped us. So we were running the facility with, um, you know, one, one of our employees felt comfortable being here. So she was here as well. And we literally were running all of the equipment running from one side of the building to the other. I, I wish I had my Garmin on to, to see just the amount of my, just curiosity, not that I needed the, you know, to have it upload to Strava, but, um, uh, you know, we joked, I probably ran on average in the building at least three to four miles a day, just running all of the equipment. Um, you know, having a, a whole new um, understanding of just the internal workings of, of the equipment, but it was satisfying as well. Um, and we pivoted and went to home assemblers. 
not that it wasn't safe, we had a safe environment, but we felt like we want to comply with the stay at home order and, and a shutdown. So um, we reached out, social media is a beautiful thing, via Facebook and said, we're doing a call for home assemblers. You can do a contactless pickup and um, drop off of the metals. And we had a constant flow of people on a daily basis, picking up you know, metals and ribbons or whatever needed to be assembled. We had the, all of the equipment for that. They would take it, they would, you know, bring it back. And, and that was, that was how we were able to do the assembly. And then we would take it in and pack it and ship it and take care of all of that. Um, it was, it, it was a, like I said, you had to problem solve and say, how can we accomplish this? What can we do? Our, our, production team that was working from home, they were helping to set up files. We thankfully have ourselves set up to um, be completely online. All, all of our servers are online. Um, you know, all of our files are shared. We um, even moved to have a, um, we use the Google Suite. So we have a Google Meet that we log on every day so we can see all of our team every single day. So we, to try to create a team environment uh, with our staff and um so we worked through that really it was it, it was it was <laughs> quite crazy we we were almost sleeping here we have two dogs and our dogs come to work with us and they were just like okay they would go from one room to the other and yeah. relax yeah. yeah yeah and um and in the whole process too we had created a line of, of ppe with all of our equipment too when you know in in the beginning stages the first four to six weeks obviously events weren't happening events were being canceled. You know, we finished all of the orders that we had. We still continued and, and race directors had pivoted, but it was in the early stages of pivoting to virtual racing from in-person racing. So business was quiet. So we also said, what else can we do to be a solution for our, um, our community? So we, we, you know, have printers and laser engravers and fiber lasers and all that. And we said, well, we can create those face shields, we can create those point of purchase um, acrylic dividers. Uh, and we said, let's create this line and we'll submit to become an essential business um, so that we can also bring our production staff back here so that they can start producing that. Um, continue, you know, from ourselves, a, a revenue, uh, revenue stream but um, and but be a solution for our community. And, it, and many people in our community were so so thankful because ppe was so hard to get or it was really expensive and we could turn it around pretty quick so we're still continuing to make small batches of ppe yeah. um we still have the product to do that it's, it's everything that we use to produce our acrylic awards and whatnot some of them the face shields obviously it was it was a thinner acrylic um but we might use that to apply it to a different product. Like I said, it's problem solving. So uh, it's been amazing. Um, so and, and I think, you know, what, what, what we were talking about before is, you know, you're, you're an amazing bright spot in the industry because, you know, so many people struggling, events not happening, suppliers mm -hmm. struggling, timers we were speaking about. But your, your business is, is fundamentally exploded with this new equipment, which, you know, must have been a bit nerve wracking for you at one stage. And you were talking about the whole virtual race space and, and you know, the numbers you were talking about, quite amazing. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what's happened there in terms of, you know, the kind of leadership role you've played in terms of helping uh, event organizers to, to, to pivot, giving them guidance, the, the opportunity that they can 
you know, they're not ordering a big batch of metals from overseas and they can top up and this collaboration that you've been, been seeing and, the, and these massive numbers, you gave me some examples of some of the events that are, you know, getting, you know, I think you gave one example of, a, of an event that's probably one of their biggest events ever that they've had is, is a virtual event. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing that we pride ourselves in is, you know, we're not just a, a vendor for our customers. We feel like we're a partner with, with our, with our um, customers. We, we feel like we want to be a solution. We, we want to help them. We listen to what their needs are. And that's predominantly why we created this Made in USA Dimensional Steel Line. We, we took the feedback from our U.S. customers and we heard what their challenges were pre-COVID. Um, and the fact that they wanted a shorter lead time to their event when there were in-person events happening, um, or the ability to place reorders closer to their event. Uh, the sh air shipping of goods from overseas is very expensive. Metals are really heavy, so it's very expensive. So the majority of our customer, well, 75-80% of our customers are based in the U.S., so we can ground ship or do a FedEx two-day, you know, we negotiated really um, inexpensive rates for our customers um, to do that FedEx two-day, and it's a guaranteed, so we can get them to them faster, but not at the astronomical, you know, air shipping rates. So we created this dimensional steel line, soft launched in November, um, and then coming into the this, you know, era of COVID, post-COVID, we're not really post-COVID, we're still in the midst of it, but I feel like we're learning how to navigate this new normal. Um, we now, working with our customers, there's multiple virtual events that we said, okay, we're doing two, three, four orders and we're able to turn them around faster for them. So our lead time overseas, and overseas shipping now is taking, and I think we had talked about it, um, what normally would be three days is taking two weeks, sometimes two and a half weeks. Lots of things are getting lost and shipping and whatnot um, versus, you know, when we're shipping, it's, it's two or three days. Um, shipping, we negotiated rates with our for our customers so that we could ship faster and less, have it be less expensive for them. Um, and so now we're able to create multiple orders for our customers over the course of every couple of weeks with their events. So we have customers that, you know, like the Falmouth Road Race, they can talk to them where it was an in-person race and they were limited to the numbers that could be on their road. They decided they are going virtual and their numbers are just as high, if not higher, and having athletes from all over the world that are signing up for their event that wouldn't have necessarily been able to be an in-person event. Um, and, and we're finding this with, with all of our customers have pivoted and changed and gone to a virtual event or some that are hoping to do an in-person combination virtual event. And, and we've kind of talked to that and we've spoken with all of our customers and shared that information in terms of us being a leader. Um, I appreciate say that we're a leader. I feel like we're, we're a partner in the industry. I feel like we all learn from one another and we work collaboratively together. Um, and I guess, I guess that does make a good leader, but I feel like we're, we're just part, we want to be part of the solution. Um, and I guess maybe lead the charge to us all being successful as we, you know, come through this and 
understand this new normal and how and how to be stronger on the other side. That sounds that sounds fantastic. And yeah, I think yeah, many definitions of leadership and sometimes being leadership is being collaborative, isn't it? And and, and supporting and sharing. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. charging forward with uh, with guns blazing. As always on, on the aid station, I, I love to finish yeah. with an inspiring story. I mean, you're, you're inspiring yourself with all of your Boston medals hanging behind you. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen so many inspiring things. Is there, is there one story that stands out for you that you'd like to leave with people that are watching? Something that I, I, I don't share with a lot of people because I just feel like I don't want it to define me. Um, I want to be who I am, you know, a mother, a business owner, a wife, a friend, um, you know, a partner in business, whatever it might be, but I'm a cancer survivor. And um, it's something that I, I think I, I don't, I don't take anything for granted. I take a look at a difficult situation and I think it, it could be far worse. I have lost friends to cancer. I think everybody, you know, you could toss a rock and you can, it's, everyone has been touched by this. Um, so I think of the friends that I've lost and I feel so fortunate that I've come through it and I'm on the other side of that. So the challenges of, you know, having a bad day at work or having a challenge in a race or having a bad workout day or having, you know, a challenging situation, whatever it may be. um, I feel like let's look to the silver lining. Let's look to the positive. Let's be the solution um, in this. And in terms of Ashworth Awards being a solution for, our customers in our industry or um, just as a business partner being there for, you know, one of our partners in the business or one of our customers. I I feel like let's look to see what the solution is. Um, So in terms of, I I guess that if you look at this as being inspiring, it's more that I I want people to say, let's look to be the solution in this. How can we work together um, and, you know, be that aid station for one another, I guess, um, to say, yeah. and, uh, and we'll get through this. Well, that's, that's a wonderful story. I appreciate you sharing that. I hadn't realized either. So thank, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure that is going to inspire people. Kim, so wonderful to catch up. We could talk for ages. It was wonderful. We, we had a great catch up with you and Dan before we started recording and, uh, yeah, really appreciate you making the time. Congrats on the success and, Hope it's not too long before we get to see each other in person again. Thanks so much. Yes, yes. You're welcome, Chris. It was nice to see you as well. And thank you for in- including me in the aid station today. Wonderful. Thanks, Kim.